want them to go and borrow money or to even take their savings. Let's even forget about borrow money. They are hard-earned money that they were putting aside for themselves. Why do you want to put your family through that when yeah. you, as a healthy working person, you could take care of that yourself? It's so sad. I, I always say life insurance is for everybody, but I find it worse when you have a family and you don't think it's important. Good morning, guys, and welcome to a new episode of the show, The Reason You Are Broke. This is the show where we have a conversation about your money and your life. And in each episode, we get you tons of inspiration and practical advice to keep you motivated as you begin to get intentional with your money. This podcast is recorded with a live audience on YouTube and Facebook. And we do take questions during the show. But if you're listening right now and you would like to send a question to the podcast, check the show notes for a link to send a voice message. Please note, your question might be featured on a future episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about insurance. Yeah, I know it's one of those topics that people put to the back because you know what? It's insurance, right? It's one of those things that people just don't, a lot of people don't bother about. But today we're having that conversation about insurance. It's empowering conversations and we just want to give you, we just want to create awareness around the topic of insurance. All right, let's dive right in. Yolan, tell us about yourself. Who's Yolan? Uh, well, as uh, Ida said, I'm a financial security advisor. That's my job, but uh, most of all, a mom of three, a boy and two girls. And uh, I'm from your community. I'm like the girl next door. I'm like anybody you can see going down the street. And I'm actually here to like talk about an awareness, talk about something that is very close to my heart, which people put so behind. And yeah, that's why I am. Amazing. So what does a financial security advisor do? Well, financial security advisor, I actually do a lot of things. It's true that uh, insurance is like the main focus of what I do because it's something that I know it's so lacking in where we come from, in our community right now. People out the community, I think they're like more into it than in, uh, in our own community. So it's basically for people to understand the importance of that. But apart from insurance, I do also different things because when I talk about insurance, it's not just about life insurance. I also go with living benefits. I do medical insurance. I do travel insurance, foreign students. I do a part of investment, RSP, RESP, tax-free savings account. You can name it. So basically, it's something global. Anything you think about more in regards to insurance, I'm there. When I want to explain things to people, I want, first of all, for them to understand who it is that needs it. Right. So today our focus is really mainly on life insurance. And you told me there were two main types. What are those types? So it's term life and it's whole life insurance. No, it's more like term life, which is really like the word goes term for a specific period of time. And the other one is permanent. Whole life right. is actually part of permanent. In permanent, there's permanent, there's whole life and there's universal life, which is a little bit distinct, different one from the other. Okay, so let's first start by, in general, who would need life insurance? I will always say everybody needs life insurance. There is like, no, because some, 
well, I guess we're going to get into that, but everybody needs life insurance. It depends. What each person needs to understand, it depends on the situation of each person. People's situation are different. You can never sit and say, I have life insurance for this, and oh, yeah, my friend, get that life insurance. Your situation is not the same, but each person needs life insurance. Some people might even think that, okay, what about, we'll think about older people. They'll always think about bigger, I'm an adult. It's not like adults need life insurance. Everybody needs for different reasons. And you'll even be surprised that even children need life insurance. Well, I'm always saying children don't need life insurance. So tell me, why would a child need life insurance? Okay, this is in regards to more like, and during the process, I'm going to sometimes quote examples, which you yeah. will understand why I put that. A child by himself doesn't need life insurance because he's definitely under your care. Yes. In a world that somebody has, in a world that somebody has, uh, how would I say that? You're taking care of your stuff. Everything is good. You're really doing what you need to do. Like as you're talking about the reason that you're broke, definitely you say like a child when you're small, you don't need life insurance, which is going to take me to a little story very fast. One of my colleagues actually, apart from doing what I do, she's a nurse. So, you know, like you always think that nurses, doctors that keep together, they make that money, that make that extra cash, everything is good. So she is in this domain, but she had like another nurse who is a friend, a colleague of hers, who like, she never told her what apart from nursing she did. They never had the conversation, nothing. So they'll meet at work, they'll talk about the, the colleague would tell, oh, she, when she got pregnant, she had a daughter, she was happy. She was looking so much forward to like, Oh, when she grows, I'll go traveling with her and something. Okay, some few years down the road, she realized this colleague of hers disappears for about two weeks. So when she comes back, she tells her like, okay, what happened? What happened? Why did you disappear? She was like, it was really bad. Her daughter passed away. And you know what the friend told her? That the only thing she regrets is that she wasn't able to give her a befitting burial mm -hmm. because she didn't have funds. Sometimes that's where one of the life insurance for kids is going to come. This is the advantage for it because you can, for a minimal amount, it could be like just a 10,000 because the only thing we know about this world is that everybody's going to go at one mm -hmm. point or the other, but we don't know when. Mm -hmm. So if you're somebody who is not kept, who keeps money aside, who keeps money for the children, who programs that in case something happens, if you're not the type of person, some people take like, they'll tell it for children, they'll take like a $10,000. Mm -hmm. You never know. The advantage with that is that when the child becomes an adult, the child can actually take over and keep going. You see, so at least during that period of time till the child gets about 18, 19, they are covered. If something happens, you can afford it. Life insurance is going to help you pay for that one. So to a certain extent, Children life insurance as well. As I said, it depends. Its situation is so different. This is the way I look at it. If yeah. somebody depends on you financially, mm -hmm. you need life insurance. But if you if you're talking about taking care of those emergencies that will come up, mm -hmm. somebody is gonna die. We're not praying for that. But yeah. It eventually happens, right? And yeah. for an adult, the way I usually look at it, for an adult that people depend on, 
when you're gone, your income that you would normally be depending on is gone and it's like it's not there anymore. So your life insurance takes care of that. But in terms of the child, say a minor who financially nobody depends on, mm-hmm. you're, you're thinking about now in terms of the expenses it's going to cost for you to take care of that barrier. But if you could, in an ideal world, like you put it, if you had set funds aside, then children don't need life insurance. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. In an ideal world. But now the problem is how many people actually do what they need to do in an ideal world? Very few. Very few. That's the problem. That's why I say the reason why you're broke, if everybody like (laughs) listens to you (laughs) and they do what they need to do, there are certain things that you really wouldn't need to do. It's just that there's some people that you talk, somebody is going to like take life insurance, he's going to take it as a bill. It's a bill I need to pay. It's an insurance bill I need to pay. But if you tell that same person that, you know what, that money you're you're sending life insurance, invest it, put it aside, keep doing it every month. I can guarantee that about 95%, one year down the road, if it was like, let's say $200, you're like, what's $200 times 12? 12 months after, they won't be able to show you that money. Yeah, yeah. You're very right. You're very right. And that's why I always say personal finance, it comes down to behavior. We all know what we should be doing, but how many people actually do it? It's what you do, right? It's what you do that makes you make it or stay broke. Okay, let's go into then term life insurance and the permanent life insurance. Can you explain to us what term life insurance is and what permanent life insurance is? Okay, so the reason why that term life, term life, as it says, is just for a specific period of time. It's for specific needs. It's a specific, you have something specific that you want to cover during a period of time. That's when you go for term, which can go between a period of five years and 40 years. It could be like, okay, let's go with the house. Most people like you have 25 years that you put on your house. You're like, during that time period, if anything happens, you definitely will go for term. For that one so it's something specific i have a loan and maybe i have a school loan that i feel that i'm going to pay in a period of 10 years i don't want anybody to inherit from that i can take insurance for just that specific period of time if something happens you know it's been taken care of so it's really for specific needs that ends during a specific period of time there are some people who will even take like life that uh my children are small for those who have kids for example my children mm-hmm. are small i want to make sure that for the next 25 years till they become adult. If anything happens to me, they can get something. But after they're adults, I don't care. You know, like they can take care of themselves. But for really something specific over a specific period of time, you go for term. Now, in regards to permanent, as it says, the word permanent, it's for life. It's as soon as you don't stop it, it's always going to be there. There are different types of, just like different, as I said, term can do different types of years. Permanent is also basically two major ones, which has the whole life and your universal life. The whole life is permanent. The universal life is permanent. The difference between the two is that in regards to universal life, there is an investment component in that one. For mm-hmm. permanent life, the reason most people will go for permanent life, one, it could be I want to leave an inheritance. You know what? I'm not... Bezos, but I want to make sure wherever I like, I don't care. Even if my kids are like 40, 50, when I pass away, I just want to make sure that they get something, right? Okay. I want to make sure that I left them something. I want to leave an inheritance. You go for permanent. You want to be like, okay, I have built this big estate. 
my estate is worth 10, 20 million. And I want my family to get that amount. I don't want anything to go out for taxes or anything. They will actually take that permanent to be able to take care of that, to pay all those taxes so that your estate is 10 million and they get the 10 million. There are some people who are going to get now permanent life insurance, apart from the part that they like, more like the universal, apart from that building, um, the fact that they want, yeah, generational wealth, they also are interested in the investment component because the advantage in the investment component as well, that's a limit. All of this, I'm just like doing a summary, but there's also a section, there's also a part of an amount that is the, it's not taxable. It functions a little bit like a tax-free savings account. That's in, in what, universal? Universal. Okay. Yeah. So under the permanent, there are two kinds, which is the universal and the whole. Yeah, the whole life. The universal is the one that has the, the investment yeah. part of it. Yeah. And the whole life is the one that's just living an inheritance. It's living an Well, it builds because the, not to get too much in data, all of them build cash value. If I waste so much in it, because even in the whole life, there's a participating, non-participating is that, that specific. I'm just giving like the headings, right? Yeah. Like the topics, not to dive so much into it. But uh, both of them, because like it builds cash value more. If we talk about cash value, it's more like when you now start going, there are things that you, money that you can borrow from your life insurance, depending on how you have accumulated. You even get to a partner permanent that if 20 years down the road, you don't see the importance of it anymore, you decide to let it go, you can actually get back something from it. Like depending on how much you had put in, you can get back something. So yeah, which to the term, you don't get back anything. So it's much more deeper, but that's basically how the permanent works. Okay, let's do scenarios because where uh -huh. you are saying a lot of things and you're yeah. saying it very fast. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you understand all of it. Yeah. But I can bet you the average listener listening right now hasn't, isn't able to tell, okay, from all of this conversation, which way should I be going, right? And I understand that at the same time, it's not on a live show like this that we could um, give somebody specifically what they would need for their situation yeah. because you need to sit with them and understand exactly their situation. their situation exactly because for everybody it's different but I just want to do random scenarios mm -hmm. say this uh, a single mom mm -hmm. who's got three young kids all under 10 and she just she's just worried about the fact that if I die my kids have nothing and I have a mortgage. So a single mom, mortgage, three kids, all under 10. Just scenario, what, what would be ideal for that kind of person? Okay, you're worried about, my first question is, are you worried about the mortgage or are you worried about that there should be enough, not only in regards to the house, is it the house and the children till they become older? So what are you worried, is it just the house or everything? I think a, a single mom in that situation is, is thinking about, I don't, I don't want my kids to be homeless okay. when I die. Okay. If I die. Okay. And I also don't want my kids to start living on the streets or start begging and not have money for anything if I yeah. die. Okay. And essentially because the mortgage, when you go, right, if, if it's just you on the mortgage and if it's not being paid, of course the bank is going to take it back. So the kids yeah. are going to 
forgetting the legal side of the kids are going to go into the system and whatever is going to happen to them. Assume that the house is there. There's somebody, a friend or whoever who's going to keep taking care of your kids in the house. Let's just assume that. And your mm -hmm. problem is, I want to make sure that those kids stay. They have money to take care of them. My friend is going to take care of them or my sister is going to take care of them. But mm -hmm. financially, I want that they still have this house and I want that they should that have. They, they should be kept at four. Yes, so they, until they are able to care for themselves. So until they're in their 20s or 18 or whatever number. For me, the way I'm going to go with somebody like that, because definitely before we, one thing I needed to precise as well, before we even go to like talk about a term life, permanent life with somebody, the first thing, authority, it's an obligation. It's not optional. We do with each person a financial needs analysis, which yeah. brings into contact like, What's your, your family situation, the income you have, what you owe, what you have as savings. All those things are taken into consideration and there's a calculation that it's made because we need to know what exactly you need in regards to life insurance, how much coverage, because it even calculates with this number of years, if um, the ratio, the market rate is increasing approximately about how much you need. There's that analysis and of course, they also have to take into consideration the budget of the person, what you're able to put aside because nothing is set in stone. You yeah. can start something and you continue. But in such a scenario for a lady, as you just mentioned, what I'm going to think more about, okay, you have your house. How long do you have to pay again on that mortgage? The number of years that is inclusive in that. You have your children that are under 10. So I'm looking like, if you're like, okay, you want them to be like independent. Uh, I'll look, is it 20 years, 25 years? Looking at her budget and what her, I mean, because her concern is actually for a specific period of time. She's not worrying about living an inheritance. Her problem yeah. is what will happen to my children if they're not adults when I'm not there. Even if there's somebody who is going to take care of them. I always say your family in Africa, you can go, you leave your children to your family. Okay, they will be happy taking care of your children. But I can tell you that if you leave the children with money to take care of those children, I'm not sure what will be even happiness. They will be exalted. They'll be so, because you're not putting that financial stress on somebody else. You're not mm -hmm. just giving work. You're not just giving stress because they might love you. They might love your children, but it's a financial strain that you just put on somebody's life. So for yes. that type of scenario, I'm going to go with like, we're talking about just a specific period of time. So let's protect those children during that specific period of time. But at this point, you need to know that the amount that is going to be covered will have to be taken into consideration the amount left on the house. And for each child, approximately how much, because you are bringing a loss of income. For each child, the percentage that each child needs to feed in about a year, if we're looking like you still have about 20 years left on that mortgage, it has to be the house of the mortgage. If you have any other debts, it needs to enter into that insurance. It's per year, you need like 10,000 to feed a child. We're talking about three children, that's $30,000 per year for each child over a 20 years period of time. How yeah. much does that make? So those are things you look into consideration, but definitely because her, problem it's a specific just for a specific period of time so we're mostly going to go on a term basically we're going to more look into term insurance for her
if okay. that's her main concern, if that's all she's concerned about. Yeah, yeah. And I think for most people, I think that's kind of where they are because a lot of people, I mean, you, you get past a certain level and then you start looking at, I want to leave an inheritance. But I think for most people, they are worried about, first of all, they are constrained about their budget. How much money do I have on a monthly basis to even put aside to this thing called insurance, which I don't even yeah. want to do, right? Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's that part you need to convince people for, yeah. which we're going to get to. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, people are, people are kind of strapped and they don't have the cash for this, but they want to take care of this thing or they have to take care of this. And for most people, it's just, I'm worried about within a 20 year or 25 year or 30 year period, when my kids are still young and they're going to have to depend on all the other adults around them, how can I help while not being here? How can I help financially? So in this case, like you said, term life would be it, but it's just, this is just a general scenario. Again, when you go meet your line, your personal situation, your additional factors are going to play into, into what this conversation would be if you're having this kind of conversation with with the client yeah exactly exactly that's why i said but each person's situation is different right you talked mm -hmm. about budget sometimes i don't sometimes i don't just feel this budget i mostly think that people just don't believe in it they don't believe that it's necessary because life insurance can be to tell you when i started in canada what i took as life insurance i was paying i started with the term i was paying mm -hmm. 14 dollars $14. What's $14? Seriously, when you go to McDonald's for one meal, how much is it? <laughs> Let's be frank. How much is it? And I'm sure each person here has been to McDonald's at least once. Once. How much is it? I bought McDonald's yeah, for myself yeah. the other day. Well, I paid $15 and I was angry about that. So it's just, I just feel that people just don't believe in it. They don't see the importance. Yeah. You think it's expensive when some, something hasn't happened to you. Until you need it. Until you need it, that's the thing. But when you need it, it's too late. Insurance yeah. people, they are not stupid, right? They're not stupid. It's not when you die that they'll come and look for insurance for a dead person. No, you need to protect yourself. So we might look at it, I don't think because, and we have to understand that insurance is not set in stone. You can, you can be like able to afford just insurance for $25 today, two years down the road, you change that you're able to afford a hundred now you increase it because you can start like when i'm younger because i'll always tell people get it when you're younger it's yeah. so much cheaper compared to 10 years down the road it's not the same thing anymore you yeah. can take it because earlier you mentioned something about when you have people that depend on you and i think sometimes when you talk about that people think that it's just kids and it's not just kids from our community. You have family, you have your parents, you have people. You can tell, oh, other people are going to take care of it. But at the end, because it's not just people who depend on you, you depend on yourself. If I can give that as an example, I had the conversation with somebody one day as well. I'm like, you're single. You tell me you're single. You're not married. You have no kids. And they say, you don't need it. Okay. Good and fair, you don't need it. Do you have any savings aside? No. If tomorrow something happens to you, what happens? The person looked at me. So if I understand, nobody depends on you, but when you're dead, sorry to use the word, but yeah. so now who takes care of that bill? Who fits in that bill? So finally, nobody depends on you, but you are depending on other people to be able to take care of that. That's what I was talking about a few months, a few weeks ago. I was talking about 
my broke neighbor said, I'm not going to take life insurance. I'm just going to wait for go for me, right? Oh my God. That's another one. <laughs> we have questions from the audience. Please keep putting your questions. Here is a question from THO. In our community, we do not like talking about death. How can we change the conversation and have people planning for the unforeseen? How can we change the conversation? I would say by, first of all, having that conversation. Even me, I don't like talking about that. <laughs> but <laughs> it happens, right? So I don't usually say if you die. I always go like, if something happens to you, like it looks more cute, right? When you put it that way, if something happens to you. Because as I, as I mentioned, you did mention the word death, but the person understands that that's what you're talking about. You just don't use yeah. that word. Because people are so sensitive about specific words that you need. You need to make some people understand that. What about, because especially us who left the country, who left uh, where we're coming from, we came mm -hmm. here, we came to have a better future, right? To make yeah. things for our families, for our children and everything. So if you came, you felt you were coming into a developed world to achieve certain things, to make more income. You, know, you saw the importance of having that extra income, more income. Now, think about a situation where, because so many people are depending on that extra income. When the extra income, that money is not there, you came to have that money, right? So yeah. think of your family. When it's not there, then what happens to the people you were trying to do all of this for? Don't you? So when you're no longer, they just stop. I don't care anymore. Yeah. You want them to go back to what you ran away with them for? Yeah. So those are things that you have. I would say, like, get most people to think. Like, maybe we should ask questions. Don't just talk. Ask questions. Let the person answer. Let the person realize that if I don't do this, because that's a question, right? I'm like, okay, so like when you're no longer there, that extra thing you wanted to do, you wanted your family to be fly. When you're not there, that income is no longer there. So what happens? You tell me what yeah. happens. You answer. Maybe if you get them talking that way, they will realize that it's important. Yeah. Uh, Femi says, I wish I knew all this information regarding different insurances to make an informed decision when I was younger. I took a term and it was time to renew. Then came the surprise. What surprise would that be? Expensive to renew, <laughs> correct? Yes, that's the thing. You know, like when we're talking, I told you because most people like, oh, permanent, because term and permanent, each one has its advantages and disadvantages. And that's the disadvantage with the term because the term is so cheap. As I told you, insurance companies, yes. they are not stupid, right? Most of the time, they just, don't you think like when they give between five to 40 years, you think that they expect you to like not be there during the time frame? People leave. It's true that a lot of people like younger people also like go pass away, yeah. but the life expectancy is higher, right? Yeah. So most of the time, they expect that term is going to end and, that's, and you will still be there. But for somebody that ended, you're going to renew. If you took life when you, you took term, you were like, what, 30 years old? And you took it for 30, 60. Now you're 60 years old. Or you took it for 70, you're 70 years old. <laughs> when you were 30, you were young, active, strong, no illness. You're 60. <laughs> That's something else. You're like, yeah. now we don't know if you have like, your hands are painful. Even my knees, sometimes I... <laughs> Feel my knees. Your knees are this. 
you're having, you don't know if you're going to have a stroke, you don't need to, you become more risky. That's why I mentioned term is cheap. Permanent yes. in the beginning looks expensive, but when you are going to renew, that's when you understand that permanent was the cheapest of them all. That's the thing. That's the sad truth. That's why I was mentioning that you need to, the difference. You need to understand that term is just for specific needs. It's not for something that you want in the long term. If you're looking into long term, you have to look into permanent. It's cheaper in the long run. Forget about term if you're looking into the long run. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, these this conversations we're having is so that you guys can now have this information and make a better decision based on your situation. Because if you yeah. really just want to take care of the now, you want to just worry about, I have my plans in the future, I'm going to have the money, I wouldn't need this insurance, for example. But you want to take care of while I'm building on this dream. Exactly. If something happens, then term is appropriate for you. But if you're looking at the other one, like in the future, and you're going to renew, if you think you'll need more than that term, then better not go with term, right? Definitely. You would want to renew. <laughs> <laughs> Question from Yaya, what's the interest on the investment portion like? That's okay. in the universal? Universal. The interest rate is around 5%, but as I said, it's just a ratio. It can go up, it can go down, but it's around, from the last time I checked, it's around 5 6%. I say, if you look into it, those who are more like uh, in the stock market and everything that you can hit very high, look, hit very low, they can like, ah, oh, maybe 5 6% is not that interesting. If I go in the stock market, I can have 20, 100, 80, which is fine. As it go up, it can go down. But if you're somebody who has a savings account at the bank where the interest rate is 0 0.99, 1%. <laughs> <laughs> or if you go into GICs, thank you, 1% and everything, definitely. I won't say you better, if you have permanent life, you better go and put it there because there are many people who are scared of the stock market, right? Our people, most people, they don't like that. They like seeing their money. They're like, my money's here. Even I put 10,000, 10 years down the road, I come and see 10,000, I am fine. But seriously, why would you want to put 10,000 and come and find 10,000 in your account? It doesn't exactly. make sense. So exactly. at that point, you have permanent, definitely go, it's around 5%. I know those looking at not just in Canada. The good news for those in the U.S. is that although, let's say, I'm not like licensed in the U.S., I don't need to talk. So you can hook me up if you need somebody from there to talk to you. But their own interest rate in the Universal is so much higher. It's capped at 15% for the Index Universal, which is good for them. I hope Canada is going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> well... It's approximate, but as I said, it can go up. Yeah, but it's but ratio five, six percent for us. <laughs> Here yeah. is a question from well, it's a tip. Here is a tip I got from my insurance broker. Always renew your term insurance about five years prior to its maturity in order to extend it out before you reach the next age tier. That way you can limit the extent to which the premiums jumps due to your age. Well, but the thing is, at the end, it still goes up, right? It's never, even if you do like five years before, it, you're still, uh, you're 30, you're 35. It can't be the same. Like when you started, it it won't be the same. If you were paying $15, it won't be $15. It still changes. And depending on like how long, because at the end it goes, we're talking about long run. 
how long are you going to be doing it for how many years because if you're sick like i don't know like what you take in the beginning if you're like you take it 25 years then you renew it 20 years after okay but we're talking about 20 years in your age additional mm -hmm. Say so if age. you took a, a 30 years before, right? Say if you're 20 and you took a 30-year term, and then um, that should take you to the time you're 50 years old. But by the time you're 45, you do an additional 40 years. That would take it, you to, yeah, that would take you to, to, to 95, right? Or, or 85. Because it now, because I don't have the calculation, like I'm not even compared to like so that we can see what's the difference. If yeah. at the if the amount it's going to give you right now, if it's going to be uh, different from if you had just taken a permanent right from the beginning, because there are scenarios that need to be done, so so that you like see is it worth it? Is it not worth it? How is it going to be then? And you also have to take into consideration that insurance companies as well they change their rules and regulations because you remember i told you when i i came i took mine was 14 dollars for somebody that age not right now it's not 14 dollars the age i was the same amount it's not 14 dollars but the person is the same age she's a female like me she's a non-smoker she's not drinking but it's not the same thing. So like, okay, the company will tell you like five years, but so what happens? What about if the insurance companies have also changed their rules and everything because with the permanent, it's set in stone, right? They can't change mm -hmm. it. It's there, it will continue. But with the term, you still need, it's still going to be the reality as of that time. So you can do it. I don't know, we have to do the scenarios to be able to see if it's worth it, if it's really <laughs> making that big difference. But it's also something to say, but I will always say term is for specific things. I won't go renewing a term for something specific. Maybe you had miscalculated yeah. in the beginning, but yeah. it's really for specific. That's why you need to have a conversation with somebody who is licensed. Like when you're talking, like what you're saying, does it make sense? Will the person advise you to go that route? You know, will the person advise you to go that route and, and tell you that, you know what? It's 25 years, 20 down, 20 years down the road, go and renew it. Even me sitting here, I don't know what's going to happen in 20 years' time, right? Yeah. We work with those companies, you don't know what are their rules and regulations, what is going to look like then. So why do you want to risk it? Do the calculations right now. If it's something specific, a specific period of time, take it for that specific period of time. If you're looking something in the long run, go, you know. And as I said, in the long run, you have this thing that you accumulate that you're like, oh, if I don't need it. You can get something back from there. Which we're gonna go into now that calculation. I wish I wish we could have done it here to just show people, but you could <laughs> you could definitely reach out to your land individually and she would do a scenario for you if you're looking for if you're looking to get this information like personalized really for you. But those are yeah. amazing comments, guys. Thank you. Keep putting them. So I would like to talk about the conflict of interest that exists with insurance brokers. I know mm -hmm. in the back of lots of people's minds, I personally, I know when I was trying to buy insurance, um, they would usually suggest to you because they get commissions. They yeah. would usually suggest to you the one that gives them the bigger commission and not necessarily the one that is best for you. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's not what happens with everybody, but mm -hmm. knowing that that's something at the back of the mind, how would you, 
how can we address this concern and how can you make the people who are watching or who want to go get insurance use this information to their advantage knowing that yes the person over there wants me to get the highest one because they're going to get a good commission yeah. not necessarily because it's best for me this is what i would say in regards to that you might not you like an individual who knows nothing about it you might not like know each one that uh that no i need this for this but you know exactly what you're looking for right you know exactly mm -hmm. what you're looking for if you say you're talking with somebody and you tell the person okay my focus is just my house you know my house my house is 25 years that's all i want something to cover my house if the agent tells you okay you know take permanent and everything i would say like think about it right you're like Okay, I told you I just want my house. So why am I going for a permanent one? And it's really sad that there will be some agents that will do that because at the end, you said we are there to help people. Yes, we make commissions, which is good. We do, but we're there to help people. We don't want we don't want to give like that false information where somebody will not be happy with what they have a few years down the road. And what I can tell each and every person is that if you are not sure about what you are getting like question the person why are you doing this and i said it's also sad because for agent even we are controlled yeah we are controlled we are it's they won't go into each like for me when i started it was so far i found myself i was like why are they doing this when i started like my the first like eight or seven files they told me to send all the documentation they wanted to like know why why did you do they wanted to see did i do everything right why did you offer? Because we have to document everything. We have to document the conversation we had with the person, why we concluded to that. Why did we give that specific advice? Why was the conclusion? Why did we take that one? Because compliance is on your back because they're ex and it's exactly to avoid things like that. They don't want us to say, you know, advise people on wrong things. So, and I want everybody to know, if you're not satisfied, you feel at one point that what you were fooled, you were wrongly informed and everything, you have the right to complain. You have the right to file a complaint. And it's definitely going to be looked into. It's definitely going to be taken care of. Don't think that, oh, the person wrongly advised me, I can't do anything. You have the right. Well, we are licensed by the state. We are controlled by the state. The sanctions are really high. You have the right to complain. But as I will say, question it just think you don't sometimes say you don't even need to know how in life insurance works you're like this is what i need what will you advise me i hope from the conversation today you will just understand at least the main difference between the term and the permanent just keep in mind that the term something specific permanent long run so if it's something specific somebody tells you something else that goes more into the long run question why it's true that the agent might have a reason to add something in the long run. If we go, for example, either your example earlier about the, the, the mother, the, the lady that had three kids. So when we're talking earlier, I was saying like, she was looking for something specific, right? Yeah. But now there are other people who tell that, okay, her income, if I spoke, for example, deeper with her and her income just enables her to be able to pay to take care of her children and at the end if she passes away even if her children are adults she doesn't want to be a burden as i mentioned you can always do part part you will have that larger term amount which you have given us coverage 
for her to take care of the kids, the house and everything. And she can do a small amount, which is permanent, that takes care of her final expenses. So it depends on the conversation you have. So if I'm having that conversation, I'll go, okay, the term, the big amount, if it's 600, 700, you do the term. But now the permanent, is that for your final cost? Is that, for, you know, having that conversation, but question it. I would say, always question, need to know why. Tell them, the per the agent should show you different scenarios depending on what they say, just question it. And okay. you should be fine. Or you just come to me and I'll let you know. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, when you're having a conversation with, with somebody, something in you tells you that this person is not giving me the right information. You just know there's a feeling that you get. You need to question it. And like, yeah. I think I was talking to, it's like hey, I had on the show the last time when she was talking about when you need information, go to the source. Don't ask your friend next door, which kind of insurance oh. do you get? No. You get the same thing as you, right? You need no. to understand why they got that, that you need to. You need to know if that situation is actually the same situation as yours. Exactly. And some people will tell that, oh, this person got 500, I'm paying 25. Why am I paying 30? <laughs> so here is Solange attesting to that. It says, thanks for asking that question, Ida. I've seen an agent sell an almost $350 policy to an individual who makes about $30,000 a year. Yeah. I believe this was not in the best interest of the insured. It was a commission-based. Definitely. That's, it's horrible. That's why I say those who do that, they are actually doing, it's risky, especially the, it's very risky because just imagine compliance go through that file and that person got, I would even advise about, sold that agent, right? Sold the agent. How can you make 30,000? Because that's why we do the financial needs analysis. I know here in Quebec, it's an obligation, but mm -hmm. I think in the US actually it's not. From what I get, it's not, it's an obligation because when they're even checking your files, they need to, they, I told you about the financial situation they won't see that somebody makes $30,000 and then you're telling them to pay $350 in insurance. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. That's a big no, 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 no. But you have, you know, somebody like that, man, tell them to sue. Maybe they can get something back. <laughs> Empowering conversations, guys, take action. Is it possible to have a policy that you pay $100 or less and still have living benefits? It's great to depend on what you're adding there as living benefits. It's going to depend because all this always depends on the amount you're looking for, the what you want as living benefits, all this calculation is possible, but at the end it's going to depend on the amount, right? Will it make sense for what you want? Because you can have it, but how much, you know? How much does it make sense? That's why all those scenarios are done. It's really the amount that is really going to make a difference. Okay. So have the hundred and say everything. Yeah. There are so many questions. Oh my God. Can we go through all of them? <laughs> As with everything in life, it is always good to make your own research before you engage in any financial commitment. It also helps you. It also helps you ask the right questions when speaking to your broker. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I agree with you. Yeah. But you know, how many people actually do that? <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> I know. Yeah. For example, she definitely do her research, but how many people do that? We like just like, we like when information falls on us, right? We like when somebody else does all the check finding and everything and just tell us it will be perfect in a world where everybody's honest. Like if you really have the, it's going to be so perfect that each this person is specialized in that and they give you the right information but 
it's not always the case. If not, if nobody's, if all everybody is not honest, you don't know who you're going to fall on. That's why it's good to make your own research if you yeah. can. Yeah. What are some 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 of the challenges that you have faced in our community when when you're talking to people about insurance? People don't like talking about that <laughs> at all. It looks as if you're going to kill them. They don't want to talk about insurance. They don't even believe in insurance. Yeah. I'm, I'm sad and I'm shocked by the worst thing that something I've heard. And this thing like somebody would say, okay, Sarah, Sarah, I'm not there, I'm gone. I don't care what happens. What do you mean by man, you don't that's care? That's why we stay broke, man. And exactly. What do you mean by you don't care? Some others will even indulge in it. They, they are doing it to you as if they're doing it as a favor to you. I'm like, please don't do it because of me. Don't do it because you know me. And if you think it's a favor to me, why is my name not listed as beneficiary? Why is it your family members? Why is it your kids? Because if you don't understand it, the day that you're going to lack $50, you're like, okay, let me cancel that insurance policy. I need that $50 because you did not understand the importance of it. But if you understand how important it is, the day you will sit and think that, let me buy a bottle of wine, you're like, you know what? Instead of buying a bottle of wine, no, 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 let me instead increase the amount that I wonder if something happens to me. So I've had people like, basically, I'm young, single, I don't take care of anybody, uh, nobody, well, oh, let's say I take care of some people, family, but if I'm not there, they'll manage themselves. I've had that. I've had those who don't care what happens to those left behind. They have children, they have kids, they just don't care about it. There are others who believe, as you said, GoFundMe. And just to put on GoFundMe to frankly, from when I actually went full into this thing, when I see GoFundMe right now, especially for debt celebration contributions, for somebody who lives out of where we came from, it's so difficult for me to contribute. To be frank, yeah. I don't think I've contributed for the last two years. I don't think so. I will contribute if something happens to a classmate. I'll contribute if something is happening to people back at home. I will contribute. For me, GoFundMe, the way I see GoFundMe is for something specific that wasn't expected. But even things that were not expected, right? If you protected yourself, Nobody's going to do a GoFundMe. Why do you want to put your family in a situation that they're going to depend on friends to take you back? Why? Why do you want to put your family through that? Yeah. Why do you want them to go and borrow money or to even take their savings? Let's even forget about borrow money. They had earned money that they were putting aside for themselves. Why do you want to put your family through that when yeah. you, as a healthy working person, you could take care of that yourself. It's so sad. I, I always say life insurance is for everybody, but I find it worse when you have a family and you don't think it's important. If you have money, I wouldn't mind. I'll even be happy. I'll root for you. Woo, woo. But if you're like all Jack and Jill's, <laughs> like the main part of the society that are broke. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's but that's mostly a thing. People don't want to talk about it. People don't care what it happens. They tell you that the other person is going to adjust if their income is no longer there. It's really sad because think about you are living with your spouse. You came together. You put your funds together to be able to achieve certain things. 
if you're not there tomorrow, even if you're just sick, let's just think if you're critically ill, that's a loss of income. What happens? What happens? You can't live on just her income. What happens yeah. then? People should think about that. Yeah. They should think. Well, nice conversation. Like, Here, yes, yeah, says if as a community we don't like talking about money and we don't like talking about death, then talking about insurance is a double whammy. <laughs> well, I know, but you need to get there, money. right? Death and money. And unfortunately, it, that's the conversation we're supposed to have. So I found a cute word for death, like if you're not there. But for money, money sticks money. I don't know what to say about this. No yeah, money is money. If you're broke, <laughs> you're broke. <laughs> money is money. Money is money. Because even before we get to the point about talking about the death and death, I just want people just to sit and reflect. When you see your family, you see your wife, your husband, your children, but you're so happy and everything. I want you to sit and imagine a scenario that they're not there because in our society, it's not what you're not going to, well, okay, let me not jinx this one, I'm saying I'm not like, you don't know when you're going to go, right? Yes. And a lot of young people are going. So you can think like, if you're like, oh, listening to me today, you're blessed, you saw another day, a new day. But not, there are a lot of people who didn't see that they look at my age, your age, their age, it can be anything. So when you're like, I'm building, because you're like, I'm building for my family. Tomorrow, I'm going to have sold that thing. I give myself five years and I'm going to hit it high. Okay, but we still have five years. Yeah. Are you sure you are going to be there in five years yeah. time? Are you yeah. sure? You're not. So before you get there, what happens if you're no longer there? You don't want to frustrate your children. That's why I'm going to give a quick example in regards to that. This is really when I was still in Cameroon still a friend of mine in her family if i could say like that the guy passed he was married with three children he passed away the sad thing is that when that guy passed away and i from what i get it they were well off they were doing fine when i say well off, they were doing fine chilling and everything but you know that when you check right now it's not because you see people living the big life traveling that's not now we understand that that's not true that's not what shows their wealth it could be yeah. credit cards that are doing all of this right the guy passed away. That's why we understood there was a problem. The lady was not able to take care of the children. She had to share the children in the family. And she was only able to get them back three years down the road. Just imagine the children are now separated in her extended family. She's not feeding them. They are not seeing their mother. The dad has gone. They are not seeing the mother. The mother could not make it. She could not take care of them. She had to give the children down, down the road. Now they are fine. But if you can avoid situations like that, why do yeah. you want to put your family into that? Why do you want to separate them? Why do you want people to take care of your children? They might not even be happy to take care of you because you have put additional financial stress on yeah. them on something that could have been avoided. So please, we really need to do better. Let's do better than our parents. <laughs> I said it the other time. We, our parents did, yeah. did their best with what they had, but we are not doing our best with what we have. Our parents exactly. borrowed money to send us to school. We are borrowing money to leave, to show leave. everybody that we are rich. Exactly. Okay. Look at here. So now it says, I use death the same way Ida uses you are broke. Bitter truth, man. So true. Yes. <laughs> your land, exactly. They are not going. They are dying. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know, but... That's the thing that you need to really, we need to get, people might not want to listen to it, but yeah. we're just going to keep talking about it till they decide that, no, do you know what? What you're saying makes so much sense. 
That's why we will always go and quote examples. And the fact is that if they just look around, because if they just look just among their own friends, I'm sure they have people who passed away unexpected. I'm sure they know people that passed away and they had to do GoFundMe. And if you're thinking about, if you're uh, uh, say, giving contribution for a GoFundMe of somebody, do you want that if it's your turn tomorrow, they start sending links to people that you know and don't know to take you back? No. Why do you want, why? <laughs> that, that Sometimes I sound like, why do you want to beat people through that? Okay, what about if people don't contribute? Like some people like me who have not yet contributed. People always contribute, man. The, the people always contribute. Either the thing is, I've seen people contributing, but they'll put a target amount. And I've seen a lot of times people don't get to that target amount. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end, you get surely people to borrow. You get people yeah. to do this thing. Why? Why? Why do you want to stress? people yeah. and at the end you want that if i pass away you take me back to Cameroon. you give all these rules and regulations i yeah. want that my coffin should be this amount of please leave money for all people of that actually talking about their coffins then they're comfortable talking about death right if you're planning about what kind of coffin to be buried in well people are comfortable yeah. about telling you that i want to be taken back home so do you do provision for that yeah. excuse me if you didn't do provision for that and burying you like where you are is going to cost me five thousand taking you home is going to cost me twenty thousand be sure that you're going to be buried where you are yeah. you won't go anywhere because you didn't give provision to, for that yeah yeah we, we need to this is a movement it is a movement we it need is. to we need to change we're having this conversation it's not just for the fun of facebook life it's conversations yeah. that need to happen and if we don't talk about them who is right it's exactly. about you it's about me these are things that we came to this country there are lots of things we didn't know and now that we know them now that we're seeing from the mistakes all around us we should do better we can't be repeating exactly. the same mistakes over and over over, over and, and over let's do talking about this. mistakes <laughs> <Tell us. laughs> Oh my gosh. Your financial mistake. Oh my gosh. You know what? When I think about financial mistakes, you know, I, I think I heard yours. You talked about buying a new car. That was one of the things I need. I got a new car. But I got a new car because it was then that when I had, like I said, I have three kids, right? I have twin girls. I was like, you know what? I need a car that I'll carry the children. I don't want stress. I don't want it to go and stop somewhere. I already have this problem. Of taking care of those two i don't want that was my main motivation mm -hmm. i don't just want a car that is going to have a problem but that doesn't even count for my finance that's even chicken change did you buy a brand new I car i did i did i was okay. five years ago that's what i did and i was oh that's another story yeah but for me that's not even the financial mistake i did the what the one i did which i'm still regretting up till today I acted as a bank. When I mean acting as a bank, it's not like, it's not the way that, at least you're going into the bank, maybe the bank even has guarantees, right? <laughs> they will get their money back. <laughs> I don't even have that. You know, you get this money, you take your savings, you even take, you even borrow money from the bank because you're like, oh, let me help, let me help. Oh my God, you're just, and I did it a couple of times. I did it a couple of times. It get me, but what happened when you don't get it back? Now you're looking at the back because the person, the people don't care. Let me not say the persons, the people, they don't care, right? You are looking at your finances. The finances are looking at you. 
and you're paying for that up to today. That was my mistake. So an advice, don't act as a bank for anybody. The bank is open there for everybody, you know. You need something just direct. Google the addresses of different banks, give it to the people, the person wants it, and send them over there. That was the worst thing I did. And I regret up to today because I'm still paying the price so many years down the road. I am. Yeah. I am. Yeah, I am. And it involved credit. It involved my savings. It involved credit. Oh, my God. Don't do that. I was lending. I was lending. Like it, it wasn't like what you would hear in Cameroon. People say that, okay, I will give you, you give me back 20. No, it was nothing like this. It wasn't any interest related thing. It was just like, okay, let me borrow you this money to help you because I'm like, your situation is this. Or somebody tell that, okay, let's do this, you know, let's get into this, let's do this. It's going to work and everything. You swipe your savings, you take a loan because you're not, oh no, it's coming back. They'll tell you one month. You know, seven, eight, nine years down the road, you're still talking about it with a person. So, at one point, you just realize, like, you should, you know what? It's, it's just lost money, right? It's it's never going to come back. So, let me just do what I have to do to get rid of it. Yeah. So, for me, that was my worst financial mistake. If you want to give money to somebody, give it, forget about it. That's all. Take that, it's free. If you yeah. recover, but just don't act. As a bank for anybody, you regret it. Don't money money ruins friendships a lot. It does. But it's it's very. I mean, would say no. It's my friend. I'm gonna borrow. I'm gonna lend the money to the person. No, if you want to give money to a friend, give. Don't lend. It does. I it think it's really, something we learn. We learn the hard way. And if you can just now, nah. because yeah, when the money doesn't mine, come back, you very ask hard. yourself: Is it worth that friendship? Is it worth losing the friendship over this money? Exactly. And the worst part is when you look at the person and you're like. The person doesn't even behave as if they owe you anything, right? They're just living their best life, doing their things. What can you do? You can't go get it. You can't get into their accounts. You can't seize it. You can't anything. At one point, you just start getting so angry. I got all, I went all through the stages, anger, resentment, speaking, shouting, not talking. Now I just let go. You know when they ever tell you the different stages of breakup? <laughs> I had the different stages of finances. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the audience is dying of laughter here. I know. So my dear people, don't, don't. Google the address and give it to the person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, we're coming up on one hour. It's been an amazing session. Oh but before my. we go, I need you to I need you to talk to that one person out there, somebody who anything, just tell somebody something today that's gonna get them for wherever they are and get gonna get them to want to take action and want to do the next thing for themselves. Yeah. I will say, do you know what, people at the end, don't people have I think they, they work so much their brain, apart from the fact that, oh, I don't want to talk about it. if I'm if I die, I don't want to talk about it. There's so much work their brain about why do I need an insurance? I don't need insurance. It's like, but 
But the fact is, wherever you're working, you're already happy that you have medical insurance, you have a sort of life insurance, you think about that. But think at the end that tomorrow, if you're not working there, you don't have those anymore. You need to think about your family. You need to think about people that depend on you. Even for those who are single, you need to understand that if you're not that tomorrow, there's still people that need to take care of your final rights, right? And you need to make provision for that. So never sit there think, I am young, because you never know when you're going to go. Don't say that like, nobody depends on me. You depend on yourself. Don't make a whole mountain of life insurance. Life insurance is easy. What you need to understand is that today, you might not have $50 and $100, but you can make $25. You can start, get yourself protected, even for the smallest of the amounts. You can start to build 25, five years down the road, you can make 50, you can increase it. But don't sit there and do nothing. Don't put that stress on other people, what you can avoid today. Don't leave it for tomorrow. Don't say it's expensive because we all drink bottles of wine. We go out from time to time. If you have to sit and think of how much you spend, as Ida says, that she makes a list of what she wants to buy and she sticks to that list. If you want to look at your list of like the things you like, oh, because from time to time I'm going to have a burger, I want to have a bottle of wine, I'm going to the club. Going, do you think about that? Because you're going to go into a club, you spend like $200, even if you go once a month, let's say $200 in a night, when in $200 you could have removed $25. 50 to protect your family okay you have a car you're you don't mind paying a hundred dollars for a car insurance because it's an obligation right yeah you don't mind but that's just your car it's just protecting your car that's what ten thousand dollars but for half of that you can have 300 for, to protect your family think yeah. about your family think about yourself think about how sad they will be don't let them that if you're not there tomorrow, instead of crying the fact that they will be crying not only the fact that you've passed away, but that will be crying what is going to become of them. Yeah. Keep put a smile on people's face and please protect yourself. <laughs> protect yourself and your families. Do that. Don't put this talk behind. It's a movement. Do it. Don't wait. It's amazing, guys. Man, it's a movement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And I see somebody say about what about RPN? <laughs> so, oh, I did a, an episode on, I did an episode on community habits and I actually addressed um, RPN in there. So if you just search the episode on community habits, you would see that we had a whole conversation around that. But yes, RPN, if you're looking to get buried back in your home country, RPN is a good option, which is maybe if you're that single person who only wants to worry about I want to carry my remains back home. That's one thing that you can take, right? I it's know. less than $20. Uh, it's less than $20 a year, I think. It's, it's Well, now, you know, it depends on the number of people passing. It's like a, $1, $2 if you go. But at the end, you have to remember, RPN is not insurance. It just covers it in need. They take you back home. They bury you. But even the reception that happens with your burial, RPN doesn't cover that. Exactly. Think about that. You yeah. <laughs> still need funds for that, right? <laughs> Those conversations we're having is just to get you to a place where hopefully you can start to have a conversation about the things that matter most in life, which is caring for your family, 
We hope today we've been able to at least give you some information that you need to confidently have a conversation around insurance and figure out what's best for you. Talk to an insurance provider, an insurance broker, whoever you feel comfortable talking to, somebody who's knowledgeable in insurance. Talk to them and protect yourself. Don't put this away. Thanks for listening. Thank you.